I grew up in a home where um, emotion was not a thing. Like on top of the fact that I grew up mm. with boys, <laughs> I grew up in a, in a oh heightened kesana. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So I yeah. think my my father is a very logical person, and my mom is also a very problem solver person. So I tend that tends to be my character. I know a lot of people. Um, or good friends of mine know me for being okay. What do we need to do? Uh, okay, we'll deal with feelings later. And I think sometimes what that does is that it it has so much built trauma in you as a person that you end up having to now unlearn or release. The older that you get, where I think if that burden could have definitely been eased growing up. Um, in helping you deal with that emotion and having your anger actually mm. anger mm. and not saying ay 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 don't go and it's like no mm. do you know what i'm saying where it's like no 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 don't cry. i i definitely get and it's like no but but this is the emotion that's no 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 explain without crying <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i'm saying do you know what I'm I saying? Um, and and I think more than anything, um, should I have children? I think I definitely want to get to know my kids very early. You know, I think our parents have a tendency, mm. and it's something I've noticed across the board, where they concentrate so much on raising you and making sure that you're equipped for the world that they only start yeah. to understand you as a person when you get older. And now there has to be that bridge that, you know, that gap where now there has to be a bridge to get over it and try and be like, oh, okay, this is Yaya the adult. Oh, this is Yaya the person, but only at like 22. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, yeah. oh, these, these are her traits. And you and as a parent, as a child, are only getting to know each other as people much later in life. Much later. But with with the point that you're making, I was I was like while you speaking, I'm thinking to myself, like, a couple of years back, would I have been a person who was receptive to creating that relationship with my parents? Or would I have felt that I am creating I'm creating a, a, a space where they are crossing certain boundaries. So I was going to ask you, do you think that you would have been receptive back then to create that type of relationship where your parents get to know the person that you are? Because now sometimes I just think at <laughs> some of the things that I'm, I'm like, no, I don't want you guys to know that part right. of me. I, I, do, I don't want you to. And obviously as you get older and you start you know, having adult conversations, it comes up that, oh, maybe umama would have liked to know certain things or utata would have liked to know certain things but i definitely know that i was the person who was not willing to even a conversation going in that direction because i'm just not willing for you guys to know that side of me that uime knows or that my sister knows or that my sibling knows so do you think that you would have been receptive to having and relationship then with them that kind of relationship where they know about okay email personality wise she's not the email that we raised and right. whatever she is her own person she has her thoughts and putting up a b and c i think that's also very much built on the on the foundation of how you had already viewed them so you had already viewed them as authoritative okay. figures yeah you know what yeah. so there was no way yeah where you as a child will now all of a sudden be like, come, let's talk about our feelings. If all okay, your life okay, you had I always you. been told, I, you can't cry over a test. It's a piece of paper. Do you know what I'm saying? Or if you were told, oh no, um, don't wear that skirt. Or, you know, and for you yeah. as a child, it's like, but this is more freedom of expression. I want to wear this color because I like this color. And they're telling you, no, it's too bright. And, you shouldn't do things like that. So you already see them as authoritative figures. And I think that's why in our adulthood, we struggle, many um, young black people struggle when our parents now all of a sudden want to get to know us, right? You're in your parents' home in yeah. your early 20s or in your mid 20s, and they come into your room and they're like, what you doing? And you're like, I, 
because you don't know (laughs) because now they're like oh i'm trying to get to know you and you're like but i i unfortunately it doesn't click for you that oh okay this is now the next phase because you still see them as that person that told you to wash dishes to do this to do your homework to do that to do that and Mm. it it then becomes difficult for you the older that you get and it definitely becomes a lot slower in order to build that relationship that's why you find even when people like their parents are nice to them you become you know very suspect you're suspecting it like uh uh-uh what's what's going on Are you guys dying? Why are you, you know talking softly? What is no. happening? <laughs> I no, yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely understand that, and I think it's also it's a struggle as you get older and you realize that oh, oi, 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 guys, I'm not the 16 year old. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm not the 16 year old. But I think one of you know, but there was one thing my my other friend said, um, and she's been preaching this for the last like maybe two to three years where she's break break that barrier not yeah. for them but for you, for you. because when your parents are older you know and they discover something about you Amy, and then one you know, they get a heart attack and something bad happens to them because they just so shocked but i never saw it coming so i don't know break that barrier you have to if you have to disappoint them disappoint them disappoint now, them so that they know that this is the type of person that you are right. disappoint midnight disappoint parents and how so that they know that this is the type of person that you are and also yeah. so, yeah. so i think also that's maybe a challenge to us as kids to break those barriers irregardless of the fact that this is how we know them to be because Nati Sikwazu and Learner and I think is easy though, they can also do the same. It just obviously with them it'll take a little while longer, but as soon as we start doing it, then Mazal's Mohansana because we are adults now, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I, it's I, difficult. I, it's very difficult. I think my, my brother still says that and I don't know if it's a if it's a thing of where you are in the in the hierarchy of siblings, right? And I'm saying this because yeah. the, the person that you're referring to is obviously not the first, well, not obviously, but I know them not to be the firstborn in their family. And you, again, you're not the firstborn in your family. And you find that the yeah. younger siblings have this freedom with their parents. Because my my younger brother tells me all the time, and he's like, disappointed. He always is like, ah, this house will fall apart. Just if, uh, this, 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 if you don't do, do this, this, and that, right? And even when I'm yeah. away, when things are not done or if I'm not there, there are things that are not going to be done. Now I need to be calling, stressing, oh, they haven't done this, they haven't taken this medication, they haven't done that. And my brother's just there like, chilling, not even bothered, not even getting a gray hair. <laughs> so thing. I don't true. know. I, I, no, that's very true. I, I don't know. But then again, you are, you're the last one, right? No, I'm the middle child. You're the middle child. Oh yes, no, you have a younger brother. Yes. So yeah, it you is. still don't have that that freedom of. There's still that that place where you kind of have to keep a certain, I don't know, goody goody image for your parents. And I think also, like I said, that comes from having them as authoritative figures of this is how mm. you raised you, mm. and being so scared to disappoint your parents because you're my god you can't disappoint your parents you are a son and disappoint we must disappoint them today in fact before we go to bed we must have disappointed them in one way or another (laughs) (laughs) is that the patch that we're making (laughs) no this is the pack we are making disappoint them in one way or the other like at some stage they must sleep disappointed tonight not any other night tonight it's the only way it is the only it's the only thing that makes sense to me it's the only- <laughs> <laughs> while we're still on the topic of our, our black parents let's talk about black parents and corporate punishment okay <laughs> what was hey, your <laughs> you know you know you know you know with this you know with this topic it's yeah. very sensitive for 
most people and i've seen these conversations especially on social media where mm-hmm. you know it goes back and forth on is it right is it not right, right. um my personal experience obviously right. because i don't want to be someone who seems like they're projecting mm-hmm. each time i got a hiding from my parents i knew exactly why i got that hiding okay i knew exactly before it happened i would see it coming you know Right. So I wasn't anyone. So I never resented my parents for giving me a hiding because they would tell me in in advance after warning, warning after warning that number one, Yanela, you cannot come home at six o'clock in the evening when that has said and you are literally seven years old and you are a girl and you are walking right. around the street without you know with us not knowing and at that time obviously you've been naive to the fact that anything can happen for me back then it was safer but i don't know the realities of someone can snatch me I'm like me didn't make sense that someone can snatch you from the street and kidnap you and you're, like you're gone from your family and that's right. that on that right. so if that would happen my parents would tell me the first time i said funu should come home late go dangerous panje okay whatever so the next time anything like that happened if I come back home at like half past six because I was playing in the park and I get a hiding yeah I would cry because my heart is so like oh my goodness you guys it hurts but I, I just I don't know I, I wouldn't feel any type of animosity towards them because I knew exactly what they were protecting me from I mean this one time I convinced two of my friends to climb onto like I, I'm not even going to call it a storm I call it a roof I convinced two kids from other households <laughs> that are not my family to climb onto me. And when I saw my father's car approaching from, you know, from the end of the street, I convinced those two kids to jump off the roof. Do you understand? I right. To jump off the roof and run in the bedroom so we can hide. Right. So when he gave us a hiding, my dad is like, not only am I giving you a hiding because you are not even meant to be on the roof, I'm giving you a hiding because you drag two other people who are strangers in this family now you're bringing two other families in so it's it was always it was always like that and at some stage obviously we outgrew getting hidings but by the time we did it was just like we know like even my little brother at some stage this one time he even brought himself he decided to bring iswas but and you understand yeah no, I know you have been seen doing to ABC, but I keep on doing it. So yeah, right. I think that's that was my view. I know, okay, obviously for with some families it it, it crosses the border into it being abusive and abusive. frustration of right. whatever they were having. If anything, it was more as Utetiuswa than the actual, you know, punishment. Like they would mm. talk a lot. Like my mom, Mama Musa Iteta into for two hours. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. Then I leaned the wool that Then you're like, I would dog like, we went through this two hours ago. Are we doing another two hours? Because now your husband is gonna add fuel to the fire. And now I don't want to talk to both of you guys. <laughs> so yeah, that was just my thing. I I I I don't hold any towards them. I knew exactly mm-hmm. what they were doing and they had valid reasons for giving me hiding. So right. yeah. Back to you in studio. I- <laughs> You know, with me, it's exactly the same. Now that you've actually painted it like that, um, it's exactly the same. I don't think yeah. there was ever a time where I was hit out of just because. You know what I'm saying? It, it really was always, there was yeah. something that you did and there was a warning that came with that and you did not heed to the warning. Now there's punishment. And I think from an early age, it kind of taught us what consequences were in terms of bad consequences. Um, and you know it it goes without saying that i think when you are a parent yourself you will feel the need to to teach your child specific lessons and if you do it in the right way you know a lot of people always say that Mm. you know look at how you know south africans have turned out or south african men have turned out and how violent they are i think obviously if you come from a home where that sort of punishment is more violent than than, than a form of consequence or um, a form of uh, discipline. I think then it becomes very yeah. dangerous um, to 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 the child and obviously to to the general community. Um, however, I will say that my my dad um, never hit us at all. My dad did not believe in hitting a, a, a child. My dad did not believe in um, scolding in the sense of raising your voice. 
Uh, it's always, out, yeah. Yes, it's, it's always hilarious actually when I go back home in Uganda because I generally have quite a bold and full voice. Um, and Ugandan women are seen as or are known to be soft-spoken, are known to be, you know, even if they do have big potential voices like me. <laughs> <laughs> even when they do have big potential voices like me, they're not, you don't find them yeah. usually being, you know, elaborate or flamboyant as I am. And here comes me. And I always have to tone down the South African me to the Ugandan me so that I'm not as loud. Um, but yeah, so that's yeah. my dad came from that background. And so for him, he actually didn't believe in hitting or scolding or shouting at a person. But one thing that I will always appreciate my father for is that my dad did this thing. Now, Yanela, hitting. Like, my mom would hit you, and you're like, yeah, no, mama hit me today. Okay, I, I And you're like, okay, fine, you cry, you get over it. In fact, hit me, it's fine. I know what I did is worthy of a beating. It's yeah, okay. yeah. My dad, my dad would do this thing where you do something wrong. First of all, when you do that thing, you must come and report yourself. Come and tell okay. him what it is that's wrong that you did. Okay, so first of all, you need to learn to take responsibility for your actions. That's the first thing. Mm, mm, the second lesson is once you tell him what it is that you did, right? And my mom would always say, Oh, no, it's fine. We'll wait till your dad gets home. And for us, it wasn't that you wait till your dad gets home, you're going to get a beating. No, 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 no. Now you need to be explaining. And my dad will ask you one question. He'll listen to the whole story. You'll blab, you'll cry, you'll do this and that. He will let you have the whole theatrical performance. Then we'll ask you one question. What were you thinking? Now, when that man hits you with what were you thinking, you're not allowed to say, I don't know. And you weren't thinking. You're not allowed to say, I was not thinking. You're not allowed to, mm. to, to keep quiet, right? Because he will tell you no. But there had to be something that you were thinking. There had to be something. So you were either you thinking are stupid assigned. thoughts or you were either... Thinking, but brings. there was something that you were thinking when you were doing that. So what, what was you it? Thinking? Now you need to be thinking through your thought process. And okay, okay. And then he interrogates that. Was that right? And for me, it always taught <laughs> me to think before you did something. Because he wants an explanation. What were you thinking? And it's a very calm, what were you thinking? What I think, love it. I think it's going to be intimidating. You're going to be, no, it's like you're, you're the one that's terrified and screaming. And no, he just looks at you. Uh-huh. What were you thinking? God. <laughs> and <Mukon, laughs> I was not yes. thinking. Something. And I my favorite childhood story from that is there was a, there was a boy that like, Right, and he somehow started spreading yeah. rumors that he and I were together, something, something. And so, one of the adults had heard that this boy was saying that he was dating Immaculate Longa. And this information got to my mom. My mom questioned yeah. me about it. I was like, no, it's not true, etc., etc. Okay, cool. And then, obviously, I know my mom and my dad discussed everything. So when my dad got back in the evening, I already knew <laughs> that it was about to go down. So my mom tells my dad, girl, when I heard, you know, today, mm. like, oh God, I ran to my bed. And I, I definitely believe I'm not the only child that has gone to bed early <laughs> based on making sure so that, that you don't get it. To run away from your problems. Every necessary skill in life. From your problems. You have to. So I went to bed and then I heard, Ime! Please note, Immaculate rubbed, and at that time I, had, I rubbed my head so that it looked like I was sleeping, sleeping. <laughs> I even <laughs> did the voice when I got in front of them. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I don't know that voice, just spoke up voice. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. Pull yourself together and fix your eyes because you are not sleeping. Okay. okay. You can clearly see that my eyes were not sleeping. But as then I Yes. I you know you even close the eyes a little bit so that the light doesn't 
So that the light doesn't <laughs> come. Bush from such a young age. You're like, yes, my mother says, sit down. Yeah. You're like, oh God. Ah, and you even and you even pretend to be sleepy. You start sliding on the chair. <laughs> my dad's like, sit up straight. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm sleepy. I just woke up. What? What a mess. Because you were never, you were never sleeping. I was never sleeping. No, you were not. Of course not. I just, I can't. I, do you have any favorite childhood stories that come with punishment or, or corporate punishment? Uh, I think the one, the one story, it doesn't involve my parents, but it was my dad's brother who lived with us at the time but he was old old like he was older than us so we were so my parents for weeks on end my you know say guys don't because and all that and even if you do do it wait for us to come back from work because then we will time how much you you know how long you can play with Amai so you don't get sick so yeah so we're like oh yeah so we're like oh okay cool great chat man You know, thumbs up, great chat. And so this one afternoon, we come back from school, my sister and I. So our neighbor comes over and we all decide that we're going to play with horsepipe. Obviously, my parents aren't here, so they're not going to know. By the time they come back from work, everything is going to be cleared out. We will be dry. We'll be watching cartoons. It's okay. Right. Hi, me, being the girl that I am, I fix the pipe. Fix the pipe. I switch on the tap, but switch on the tap, and you know, spray away. So I decided, okay, my no validation. This is after a while, so like months. Next thing, I by the time I see, I see my, my uncle, right? But he's acting as if like he's on my side. So he's like, no, 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 because I was startled. He's like, no, no, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just you there to give the hiding to your sister because she, because she's older and she knows better. So I'm like, yeah, 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 good, good, good. Thanks, thanks, uncle. <laughs> Uncle, well, uncle betrayed me. Uncle betrayed me. He had a belt and he started beating with the belt. I'm like, why? While you guys are wait. While you guys are waiting. I'm like, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing. My response is, I'm so to this day, everyone makes fun of my my response. Bendinga, boni. So I'm built to something. I'm like, why are you answering? Bendinga, boni. But man, yo, I guys, I enjoy. I think the others would just be my mom, like throwing slippers at me, like yeah, you see how I'm doing? I'm jacking and diving about it. Bye. Do you know what my favorite corporate um, punishment story is? I can't remember what I did. And I think yeah. this was definitely the dawn of a new era in that this is when I started falling in love with R&B, right? So I had just heard um Brandy, Angie Stone, that whole, you know, the that time. So yeah. I, I I don't know what I had done. I swear to you to this day I have no clue what I had done. But my mom was fed up and clearly I was just acting out. And so my mom gave me a hiding, a hiding. And my mom had this thing of saying, <laughs> of when you did something that was very out of character or something that you know you shouldn't do, she tells you to leave the house because we don't do this thing in this house. Like, I get punishment, she'll tell you outside of this house, you get your punishment, then please exit this house because we don't do that in this house. So <laughs> this time, I don't know what I did and she hit me and I was like screaming and crying and whatever and she told me to get out yeah. of the house right so that's the usual but then this time i sat outside the kitchen door right because there's like a little stoop outside the kitchen door so she tells me to get out the house yeah. and I get out angry and i sit on the stoop outside the kitchen door did i not sing brandy's have you ever I'm crying. <laughs> Have you ever loved somebody so much? You cry. My thing is, I related. I related. I loved my mom so much, but she made me cry. 
And the thing is, I keep singing that one line because I didn't know the rest of the song. But my mom is now opening the curtains and literally looking at me like, what? And I'm there like, have you ever loved? <laughs> my mom is telling me to shut up because the neighbors are going to hear me singing and crying outside. And I'm singing louder. Have you ever loved? I, I, I hope no ways for the mess. This is it. Go at its highest that you've been through it. No, you've so it. anytime I ever think about my troubles, I'm like, as long as I'm not outside singing R&B in the rain, <laughs> tearing my t-shirt, it's okay. Like. <laughs> Because I've been an R&B star in my life. Friends so. <laughs> 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 are growing up. Wow. I was still talking about growing up. Remember how you were talking about, um, again, the openness and all of that. The taboos that yeah. came with growing up and things that were never discussed in the household. Your boyfriend, your sex, your... Um, let me try and think just anything that you were not supposed to do what were the taboos in your household that you you knew they were like no goals or partying <laughs> staying out late sleepovers yeah yeah I was gonna say gonna say sleepovers hey <laughs> with things like boyfriends and stuff it's not there was never an explicit conversation of we can't talk about it I just right. think that there was no one was willing to attempt that and also because i don't know we we like we ne- well i speak for myself i don't want to speak for any of my other siblings like i never had like a boyfriend or anything mm. like that like it was always it crashes right and whatever would have that over about it on mix it and then it fizzles out and that was it so there was nothing ever serious to the point where i feel like i want to tell my parents because they're going to see me in town we are or, right. or they're going to find me in the park so I think with that maybe it wasn't a taboo as such because they told us to never ever talk about it it's just we it never came up because we were never in those types of situations mm. but sleepovers I know for a fact a contentious <laughs> issue it was I think for me the, the weird part of it was that they would want so if I said you know Immaculate wants to come sleep at my house. They would be like, "Yeah, that's yes. fine." That's you know, stuff. I'd be like, "Yeah," mm. but the minute I would say, "Like me to sleep over at your house," it's an issue. What are you thinking? You don't know what goes on. <laughs> you know what are you thinking? You don't know what goes on at Eve's house. Do they even pray? And do they go me, to church? Just, do they go to <laughs> church? the first question. And for me, it was just so confusing, and I did not understand because I'm like, if you guys are willing to let people. Come sleep at our house, and we know that we are a normal family. What makes you think that the family I'm gonna go to is not the same as us? Like, what makes you think that they are weird and different, and and all those things? So I think it took a while for them to have the idea, and the only two years they only started warming up to it in high school, and Mm -hmm. I'd been asking since prime. Why can't why can't I go to sleep? At some point, I remember my dad got so frustrated, and he said, "Never." ever come to me again and talk about a sleepover it's okay a couple of years later the pin and i am does it because man and you die hard daddy jonga <laughs> daddy jonga it technicality i learned it's very it's hard convincing a black parent uh, get sleepover like definitely like, in Zima. <laughs> like the sleepovers definitely like my father did not even what what are you talking about <laughs> like unless it's family what, what, what? no <laughs> the same thing they can come here <laughs> and you say no but can i come no but, they can come here you're like yeah but they were here last week they can come again <laughs> why is it because they're eating something special ask her what they're eating is it spur we'll take you to spur do, do you want kfc are they eating kfc at ima's house and you're like no oh, no don't worry i'll get you kfc what else what else do you guys want chips chocolate we'll get that you don't have to go to Ema's house to go eat all of that. I'm like, what? You guys are disgusting. I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> definitely, I hate it here. And that and, and partying definitely was definitely out of the question in my household. What, where are you going? What? Uh, 
what is a party? Why extracurricular activities are tennis and hockey and extra meds? That's about it. The, the kind of party where the musical chairs, you know, they are plastic cups. <laughs> That's in the the parties. I wanted to be very specific. Those were our kind of parties. Like <laughs> we we were those girls. Jumping castles, we were there. <laughs> Jumping castle, coloring in castle. corner. That's the kind of party that oh. you can go to. Honestly, those were the those were our kind of parties. Yeah. I'm not even afraid. And I think that's probably why we were so involved in extracurricular activities in high school because that was our chance to actually get out of the house and our chance to socialize and our chance to have the sleepovers when we have to go to tournaments and have to go to Eisteddfod plays and have to go to all these things because at debating and all of that because now yes. you get a chance yes. to have your sleepovers and to eat your takeout with your friends but you think you're going to leave your house on a regular regular week and no shame that and, shame. and what has always shame. confused me with with black households is the idea of dating what are you mm. what's that <laughs> what mm-hmm. what is that why do you what 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 are you even talking about what <laughs> <is> <laughs> <laughs> Danam. Dem danam. Hmm? Ya bona ngo. Bona boys as the queen's boys. Ya stone. Ijane mile nzikawo hamba danam. Do you know what? When I was 13, I had definitely probably had been watching way too many um teen rom-coms or just these teen movies where I thought clearly from what i can see from this depiction of this movie in front of me you can go yeah. and talk to your parents about things this is a normal behavior which means in this household it needs to be a thing i don't understand this thing of us not talking it must happen so one day we're on our way to school my mom is dropping me off i think i was in grade 6 or grade 7 and i had a crush on oh, a boy no. oh no <laughs> and i had a crush on a boy oh no <laughs> Already. Oh, no. <laughs> Could you let me finish the story? And I had a crush on a boy and I was in the car with my mom. And I had now been thinking and I think I remember I wrote about it in my diary like the previous night. And I was like psyching myself up. And so the whole time on the, the right um on the car on our way to school, I'm obviously nervous whatever whatever. And like on our way because I'm thinking the conversation can't be long enough that it's awkward the whole way to school. but also i have yeah. to have the conversation with enough time that we can kind of get through it so as we enter the suburb where i think um I, i think we're entering the suburb where school was at top down and so i'm just like <clears throat> so mama mm. <laughs> mm. 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 and <laughs> the fm is on perfect volume and my mom's like mm. i'm like so what would you say and i'm speaking english hey <laughs> yes, of so, course. So, so what would you say if I told you uh, that I wanted a boyfriend? Morning in the car. And then I think after like a good <laughs> five minutes she says, "Im." <laughs> and she turns mm. and she stopped the car. Cuz I think she was like letting it sink in the whole time she stopped the car. She looks No, like, but did she just say that? and the thing is was in and that was the end of the conversation <laughs> to this day i'm not sure what oh, the no. answer is <laughs> i'm still not quite sure what that the answer it. is okay clearly it's a no and i think i'd gone to my friends and told them guys i asked my mom if i could have a boyfriend and all my friends were like oh are you trying to die what and i think at the time i remember she had told me that i think um she said something along the lines of i watched too many movies so i watched too many white people movies and she, I, was, she 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 was right she was right was, but she was right because i got the idea from a movie i was like no they talk in this <laughs> i swear it's like so i don't know i i i think i'm excited to see if i become a parent um how how that sort of navigation and parent uh parenting will will be but do you think your your childhood and growing up as a black child and growing up in this 
kind yeah. of home that you grew up in does it make you want a child or make you not want a child or children or a family ooh that is a very um it's not a hard question based on on my upbringing and the and, and the family that i grew up in and and all of that i would i would let me say i would want to bring a child into i would want personally i don't want to have any children and that is not because of how i grew up i don't know if i'm making sense no that's just when i have like you don't want to have children they're like oh why is it because you know about Zalba like did you have a traumatic childhood whereas right. I mean I I loved I love how I grew up I love you know how about Zalba have kind of taught us to be the people we are now no on a personal of the world my opinion is based more on would I do not want to have children just based on that but in terms of my family I I would probably bring a child into a similar like environment <laughs> so for you not wanting to have kids <laughs> it's definitely it's based on what you think the person you've become the older that you get or is based on what the world is like or how you feel like it's it's definitely a combination of those it's based on the person I've become or the person that I see myself developing into as the years go by as I get older and also based on the experiences that I I have had the, that are solely based on me and have absolutely nothing to do with the roots I come from and also based on the fact that I live in a world that seemingly is shaped this way that I for me do not think it would be advantageous to bring a child into that kind of space. Mm. So yeah, yeah, Shema, it has nothing to do with the family. But it's also yeah, like it's hard also convincing people that ah, it's not because then they're like, "Ah, what are you hiding?" You're like, "I'm not hiding right. anything." <laughs> <laughs> let me go. <laughs> <laughs> like let me go. Right. <laughs> I, it's yeah it's 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 a very it's a me it's a me thing it's a mm-hmm. me and not a they did this or this happened thing right. here that yeah type of thing right and you must think I'm gonna call you mama bay anytime soon oh girl but <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean definitely not anytime soon um is is, is definitely yeah. what we're saying I I don't know. I think I definitely grew up with the mindset of wanting to have kids, wanting to have the 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 white picket fence husband, all of this, right? So 18-year-old me would have definitely had everything planned to a T by the age that I yeah. am. Um growing up though, I think hmm I I I think I would definitely have kids in the right setup. I think I think I'll definitely have kids in with the right partner right um mm-hmm. so i i would like to have that but i think a, a huge part of me and and my podcast is being authentic and honest a huge part of me i guess is scared of being a parent based on certain traumas or certain characteristics that i didn't like from the people that raised me and i i get concerned okay. if i'll have those those same characteristics the older that i get right whether those it characters okay. will be intuitive right so even though you you tell yourself okay i don't want to be the specific kind of parent i don't want to do that specific thing or i don't want to do that specific thing things like for example you when we were speaking earlier about the fear right and 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 trying to direct yeah. a child from a place of fear so you you know that your intention is not to do that but what if now i have a child and i just i just become that and by the time i realized oh, true, without even raising, thinking of it mm. do you know what i'm saying by the time i realized my child is 18 i've been pushing him or her to try and do a specific thing or i'm so caught up trying not to be maybe a strict parent that i'm just like willy nilly and loose and being like yeah yeah man don't do your homework it's chill bro <laughs> Did I, I say? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I yeah, don't know I, where I to draw the line because I'm just trying to make sure so much that they didn't they don't try and get that same negative experience. 
But I think for me, that's the sketchy part about parenthood. So if if a, if a great partner would come in and and my life is perfect, I think that's just the only part that I would struggle with. That if I have this child, will I have? Mm. Will I be the parent that I want to be? And what if I'm not? I think that is. What if I'm not that parent? I think yeah. It's that scares. Yeah, and I think also that's what people mean when they say that parenting is such a huge task to take on, um, because it's just the amount of impact and the just level of involvement you have in molding someone right. and creating. And shaping perceptions they have of certain things in the world is just so great. Like it's, you know, I mean, obviously we like we we talk about these things, but the depth, the depth of all. Because I I I want to believe that when our parents grew up, they had things that they had said in their minds they would never do to their children. I would never be a parent that's a i'll never be a parent that's b i'll never be a parent that's c and then they become parents and subconsciously what they were exposed to they expose their kids to as well but it's not because they're doing it intentionally like i know sometimes there are things where you want to remind your parent when i want them to a b and c or when i want to or two things i mind yeah or whatever it hurt me whereas for them it was it wasn't even anything that they were doing intentionally or maliciously right. to hurt you it's just it was a subconscious thing that they were doing in jaywanabekubanja as parents where right. and now when you remind them they're like oh oh okay and i think also that's another thing that new age parents are going to have to accept that at some stage you will i'm not going to say you will fumble a child will not receive in the same intention that you had when you were doing it because obviously this is a different mind that thinks differently and it's made up its chemicals are separate to your chemicals mm. so when i was always tell us something to your child and you are saying it in your mind in the most mm. sweetest most loving most caring manner but they will not receive the same and mm. I've, i've noticed that with parents that like my friends who are parents now where i think they are so their of their awareness is them trying to overdo things so when they're so aware of the kind of people that they want to be that it's it seems like they're overdoing or they're overcompensating and right. then when it comes back to them they're so surprised that this is how the children received it mm. so i don't it, it's 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 very it's very difficult but i get what you're saying i think it's very important for us now to really be cautious and to be you know aware of the kind of impact we want to have on kids because i think for the first 5 6 years they are all we know in terms of interaction kid because i mean primary school is not the kids in primary school don't have e- opinions as in ago let me say preschool probably because mm. kids nowadays know a lot <laughs> no right 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 by the time but by the time they get to woman grade 3 grade 4 they've already formed opinions and kids are talking in different ways and they come from different homes and they share those experiences so you you regress chain you tumta say regress chain okay i think the last point that <laughs> the last point i want to touch on is and i think this is something yeah. that i have been watching you specifically over the years um in 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 oh calm down <laughs> in your natural hair journey <laughs> right and natural hair has yeah. always been like a, a not always but it's now for the past couple of you know good 10 years been a thing of you know a movement and 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 how we are you know seen as coming back to ourselves and all of that and yeah you obviously when i first met you I mentioned your hair was in a bun etc etc but your hair was relaxed at the time and in high school majority of high school mm-hmm. it was relaxed you only had natural hair post high school um and I remember watching an interview where um Umili uh Umili Bongela was talking um with Anele Mdoda and she was referring and Anele was referring to a post that Umili had that um at some point in our lives we've all had and uh, we've all taken the the towel or our school jersey and put it over our head 
and pretend like you know yeah hair in the mirror yeah. right so yeah. going back to that whole thing of whether we knew we had a specific identity um growing up as children and also having now when you get into the world taking on this identity that the world gives you as a or as a black person a specific to your blackness um do you did you have hair issues growing up or do you think generally as young black girls we had hair issues growing up and whether we actually knew that we had these hair issues um yeah in layers right it's an onion it's got layers when i am you know in well um i think for for Rimna, the journey to natural hair was definitely not intentional it wasn't an intentional thing i didn't say i didn't make a, a conscious decision and sit in front of me and say i'm going to go natural because you know this is the type of journey i'm on it just so happened that i cut my hair um at a certain point in my life and it started growing out and i was like oh okay i'll just keep it for you know for the long run i i i never I, you would say never because subconsciously somehow it it yeah yeah like you like you said ungumdalo mwingi ufakifaki skipper over your head right. you know imagining what it would be like um having long hair but i think yes but for me i think that came from a point of frustration because natural hair would frustrate me it's a not um and obviously at that time we didn't know that when you sleep you have to tie it like a a protective style wake up in the morning and tie it and then comb out your afro so that was issue number 1 issue number 2 the school view made it difficult for us to even try to learn about our hair it was a strict you guys can't have afros so it it was a thing of we given a chance to find out whether we feel beautiful or whether we look beautiful with these different styles because mm. and allow it to get off the bed. Mm. Okay, but I want to make it like yeah. now as we end off this conversation, I want us to look at um just general growing up, right? So from growing up from a young girl mm. up until where you are right now and I always ask this when I have someone that comes on, what are the three things that you would tell yourself about uh tell to yourself in your journey? right so what would you tell yourself in your past what is the one thing you tell yourself to the present self what would you tell your future self and this could be in any form in which you identify based on the specific conversation so if you specifically looking at yourself as a black woman you're looking at yourself as a black if you're looking at yourself as okay. um yeah it, those is <laughs> generally what we're looking at what what are the three things that you would tell yourself <laughs> came to me quicker than the others which I haven't actually had time to think about. I would say to my past being in disagreement doesn't mean that you are defiant. Um I think there are a few there are a few scenarios, a few situations and a few conversations that I was a part of where I feel like if I had disagreed or maybe stood up and said no that's not how it is or you shouldn't say something like that or they it 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 came off as being it doesn't even have to be deep ignorance um it can be on like a leon schuster level type of thing that or a parent saying something or an adult they may not even say a parent or an adult saying something that I strongly disagree with and i didn't say anything at that moment i think i would i would probably say that you can disagree and it doesn't mean that you are being defined because i think there are a lot of things that abandabadala say that for them is normal and they think it's okay but they don't know the deeper effect that it has on the person who's listening so i would say that to my past that disagreeing is not being defined it is actually correcting um i present um i would say you have to stand for something greater than yourself a lot of the things that i had been doing for years of very were very self-serving and at age 
it'll have to be more than just about me some things that happen will have to be more than just about me hasn't because self serving and then to my future self as black woman um hey um you will face a lot of pushback from the system you will face a lot of pushback from society this will be in terms of work it will be in relationships it will be when you deal with men mostly it will be when you deal with a race a non black race like the system is going to push against you but you have to keep fighting whether you find a way to trick the system whether you find a way to assimilate yourself into the system and get over the hurdles it'll just it'll keep it'll keep pushing back but you need to find a way through it and i think that's the most i don't know it's a very i think um i take it as a very realistic aspect of life because i, I i'm not going to lie it's not easy being a black woman in south africa on top of everything that you have to deal with then you have to do with all that we have been dealing with in the last couple of years and that is of course gender based violence and fragile masculinity and misogyny and all of that and it's still going to happen and i don't want to be naive to the fact that it's something is on the hela so i don't want to be kumbaya about it i want to be realistic and tell my future self that you will face these things but you need to find a way to push to push through it i don't know how i don't know how <laughs> i ain't got the answer sway as kanye was said I don't I don't know how but I just know that you need to find a way to push the system and that's that on that. That's for for coming on to this episode for having this conversation with me. I think so many times um when I'm picking the people that I want to have conversation with I I I I have to think a lot about the kind of people that I want to have conversation with because I've realized that I'm a conversationalist that's quite uh we'll get into it <laughs> and not a lot of people have the capacity to do that right not a lot of people are willing to do that and i think sometimes as well i surprise myself in the conversations and in the questions and how i'm willing to explore those things because like i said people could be listening to this type of conversations and choose not to employ me <laughs> now what that's because i wanted to have a podcast <laughs> now it's awkward <laughs> <laughs> for everybody um but i i think i've i've learned the importance of this platform not so much for me but like you said of something outside of you you know of something that's bigger than you mm-hmm. and as much as my podcast is not like number 1 on apple tapos you know podcast yet <laughs> eh. Um but, yes, <laughs> but um I think I think it's important for us to have conversations that are important because everything that we do and everything that we are is actually more universal than we think. And I thank you for bringing that to conversations. I thank you for willing to to open yourself up to the space um to 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 be naked on the space i'm i'm very appreciative you are the finale that's why we not i should not actually i'm not gonna that i but it's the finale baby it's the finale yeah. <laughs> 